I used to think that you went to a funeral because somebody died. Finally, one day I came to the realization, no, you go to a funeral because somebody lived. And I promised God that day that I was always remind people in a setting like today, you're here because somebody lived. You're here because Dennis Updahl lived. You're here to say thank you for his life. You are here to salute him for a life well lived. He shared his life with you. Your life's richer today because Dennis lived. Your life has more meaning because Dennis lived. Your life is more complete because Dennis lived. You've worked with him. You've sung with him. You've done many things with him. You probably laughed with him. You may have even laughed at him. You have great memories of him. And he certainly left this world much before we had hoped. But we are thankful that we had an opportunity to share lives. The family would like to express their appreciation for you being here today. Your presence here today brings comfort to this family. I read one day where the word comfort literally means to make strong. And so you strengthen the family today because of your presence here. When Dennis uh, realized that he would be leaving this world uh, and be going to his heavenly home, he wanted us to know he was ready to go. And he said, at my service, I want Lisa Asker to sing it as well with my soul.
Dennis Dwayne Updahl passed away at home, surrounded by his family and his beloved lab, Griffin, on Tuesday, July 28, 2015, after a brief and courageous battle with cancer. Dennis was born January 31, 1952, in Albert Lee, Minnesota, to Duane and Violet Updahl. In 1969, the family moved to Forest City, Iowa, where he graduated from high school in 1970. Dennis went to Waldorf College, also in Forest City, where he met Jill singing in the choir. They graduated from Waldorf in 1972. After graduation, he worked summers in Idaho with his uncle Harlan. Dennis loved the beauty of Idaho so much that after marrying Jill in 1974, they packed up and moved to Pierce. They have one son, Jeremy, and one daughter, Jennifer. Dennis Dennis worked as a logging truck driver for many years. He went back to college and earned his Bachelor of Science in Business Administration from Lewis Clark State College degree. Dennis worked for Opportunities Unlimited, Clearwater River Casino, and a Soton County Community Living right up until his passing. He enjoyed singing in the choir at Lewiston First Nazarene, volunteer ushering at Lewiston Civic Theater, and was an active member of the Lions Club, serving on the board of directors. He also taught hunters education. His hobbies included snowmobiling, hunting, drinking coffee with friends, and potlucks. And if you ever saw Dennis's plate at a potluck, you would think he would be a loading operator, loader operator, not a truck driver. He is survived by his wife, Jill, children, Jeremy and Jennifer, grandchildren, Keegan and Madison, and mother, Violet Updahl, all of Lewiston. Sisters, Cynthia and Don Moore of Yakima, Janet and Bob Holzer of Orfino, and Betty and Howard Weeks of Cavendish, and his brother, Martin and Pam Updahl of Pierce. He is also survived by many beloved aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, and cousins. And he has two favorite chocolate labs, Griffin and Mocha. He was preceded in death by his father, Duane Updahl, Uncle Harlan Updahl, and Aunt Barb Updahl, in-laws Joe and Beth Jensen, and both sets of grandparents. We're going to have a slideshow right now, and uh, right after the slideshow, there will be a, a, a brief time where you can share a little story if, if you'd like about uh, some, maybe some memory you have of Dennis. So be looking at this uh, slideshow, and uh, we'll have a sharing time right after that. To make someone happy Make just one Someone happy Make just one Heart to heart you You sing to One Smile that cheers you One face that lights When it nears you One girl you're You're 
for 15 or 20 minute sermons but we'd like to hear <laughs> Pastor Bill will, will bring a microphone to you if you'll just stand if you have a memory it can be funny it can be serious whatever you'd, you'd like to just share some, uh, some time meaningful time uh, you had with Dennis so uh, if you just stand up that way everybody will hear he'll bring the microphone to you 
The last time I saw Dennis was probably about a year ago. We were in Albertsons, and he was standing at the self-checkout with a dollar bill that looked like it had been through a world war, and it wouldn't go in the machine. And, of course, because of his MS, he was having trouble with it. So I just walked up and stood right next to him and just said, Sir, do you need help with that? And pulled it out of his hand. And he just played deadpan, like, yes, thank you. And there were people looking at me and looking at him. And because of his speech and stuff, I'm sure they thought, what is going on? And then we hugged each other. And Dennis gave the best hugs of anybody I have ever met. And then people really were wondering what was going on. And then we stood there and talked, and his speech, he sounds, you know, he sounds like he was drunk sometimes. And I'm laughing, and he's laughing, and these people, and then, of course, I ran into some former students of mine, and they really wondered what we were doing and why I was hanging out with these crazy people. But that's the way I remember Dennis. When we'd see each other, which was not a lot, but I've known Dennis since I, he moved to Pierce in 69, and I moved there in 70, and it's just... I will always remember the fun that we had together. We would always, the minute we see each other, it was a hug and a laugh. He's going to be missed a lot. Dennis and I sang in the same barbershop chorus together, and one of our activities involved baking lots of cookies. I mean lots of cookies, thousands of dozens of cookies, and that's a huge job. A lot of hard work until Dennis showed up to help. And that hard work turned into fun. That's the way it was, always fun with Dennis and his smile. I wasn't great friends with Dennis, but if Dennis knew you, you were a great friend. And I hadn't seen him for I don't know how many years, and he was working at the casino and almost knocked me over, coming to give me a big hug and that big, beautiful smile. And I just want everybody here to know I'm not religious, and most of you that know me know that. But I'm going to tell you something. If we're all lucky to go where he's at, he's going to be the gatekeeper. And you're going to get the biggest hug and the biggest smile you ever saw. Dennis and I used to haul logs together. And uh, I guess one of my favorite stories about Dennis is uh, we all had CB handles, and sometimes we didn't even know each other's name, but I was leaving Carter's Mill site, and Pierce headed back for the top of French Mountain, and Dennis was on the lower end of that road. And I announced where I was and where I was going, and he said, out of the way, Orange, I'm working on a record month. And (laughs) so you dove in a J-hole really quick. Because Dennis was a pretty good jippo logger. He, we met each other a lot out in the woods, and Dennis was a great guy. He'd do anything for you. And then I got rid of my truck, and I moved to Lewiston, and we messed around with golf carts. And Dennis comes over most every day for coffee and just uh, to visit. And he loved drinking coffee. And now and then he wouldn't quite get the pot back on the holder, and I had to catch it before it hit the ground and broke, and there'd be no more coffee. And that left Dennis a little anxious. And one day he uh, emptied the pot, and he was headed back for the sink, and he went back and filled the coffee pot full of water, and he was coming back across the floor, and uh, his MS gave him fits once in a while, and he lost his balance. And he literally fell over like a yellow pine tree. 
And he had that coffee pot stuck up in his hand like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> he didn't drop that coffee pot. He hit the ground with both elbows and both knees, but he didn't spill a drop of water. And that was a pretty good story. Dennis would do anything you ask him to do. And uh, his eyesight was getting bad. And I'd have him hold a wrench once in a while or a screwdriver because I needed three hands. And he had a terrible time finding where he wanted to put that. And I said, you can't see that, can you, Dennis? And he said, no. But he was making an awful effort to help out. So I'd put it where I needed to put it, and he could hold it there. And uh, it was enjoyable seeing Dennis, and we're all going to miss him. Well, years ago, uh, you know, at Lewiston First Church, we did uh, Easter musicals here, and uh, Dennis could sing. He definitely could sing, and um, so he was usually a disciple because we were usually desperate for 12 men who could sing. And, um, but one of the scenes that we did was uh, the disciples dancing. And uh, I was the director, and there came a point where I realized, you know, maybe it's not so important that all of our disciples dance. <laughs> and so... Dennis was a few disciples that just were allowed to just clap and sing. And, uh, but he did enjoy the musical, and, uh, but I do remember that about him. Um, I came to live with the Updolls with my sister in 1970, and uh, in 72 when Dennis came out um, to stay the summer with us, <laughs> he was my hero. <laughs> and... Uh, I just so admired him and looked up to him, and I remember he had a motorcycle that he kept telling me, don't touch it, and I kept not listening, and finally he spanked me, and it just broke my heart, and it didn't hurt, but the thought of disappointed Dennis was pretty rough. And uh, I always figured when uh, I grew up, he would wait, and and he was going to marry me, and then I heard about Jill and was a little upset, but... (laughs) Then I met Jill. I said, okay, I get it. <laughs> but uh, I, I have a hard time still thinking of a life without Denny Huggs because he was just the best there was at that. And I am very happy now that he's free of pain. And uh, I know that when we get to heaven, that'll be a hug I'm waiting for with anticipation. I met Dennis uh, in 2001. I had just started working at Lewis and Taco Time. And uh, anyway, Dennis would always come in for a refill. And, uh, well, I kind of started noticing that Dennis never paid for it. <laughs> but, but, it but it was all right because everyone knew Dennis, and everyone really liked Dennis. And, you know, he would come in two or three times a day and... Oh, it was just—it was just really good to see him. Dennis is here. We shouted it out every single time, and uh, and sometimes he would come in, and uh, he would come in with with his family, and we'd shout, "Dennis is here!" And you know, sometimes I I think he wasn't supposed to be coming in, but he was doing it anyway. And so as time had gone on, Dennis, you know, had gotten a little shaky, and 
every once in a while he'd come in and he was wet. He had spilled his his cup out in his in his pickup, and so we'd go out there and get him all cleaned up and get him get him refilled. And anyway, you know, just more time has gone on and had just really got to know Dennis and got to know Dennis's family and uh, and how much we all just really, really, you, you get customers that you know, but very few that you just really fall in love with. And Dennis was one of them. And, uh, oh, six years ago, I left Taco Time and went to Albertsons. And out of the thousands and thousands of people that you, you, you meet and help and get to know, Dennis was the only one that ever came in and, and saw me. And he was just really special. And we, uh, we, we had, a, had a good bond, and uh, a couple of days before Dennis passed, I went and saw him, and, and I pretty much knew that was going to be the last time I was going to see him, and before I left, I leaned down and gave him a hug, and I said, I love you, big guy, and he couldn't speak real well, but he, he did say, I appreciate you coming, and he had a, had a tear rolling down his cheek, and I, uh, I just really, really going to miss my friend. Dennis was... was a really good guy. And Dennis is here today. I, I can say that. I really miss Dennis a lot. He was really good to me and kind and friendly. We had a nice time. Took me out to the mill. Took me to Sherman's and took me to McDonald's. I worked with Dennis up until uh, he had to uh, quit. And it was always a joy to be able to go to work and have him there and always laugh. One time I uh, locked my keys in my car and he said, threw his keys to me and he says, take my pickup, go home, get your uh, spare and come back and I'll work for you until you get back. And ever after that, every time I come in, got your keys. <laughs> and those of us that worked with him loved him so much, and he really was an inspiration to all of us. I've known Dennis for about 30 years, and he had a very contagious sense of humor. Always laughing and smiling, but I was with him one time, and we stood there beside each other for about 30 seconds, and he said, this is the most boring 30 seconds of my life. <laughs> well, in a, in a crowd this size, there's always stories, and I'm sure the stories could go on forever. Uh, today, and we all have stories. I have some, and uh, and you do too. But thanks for sharing with those uh, with us today uh, those stories. And uh, I would encourage you that uh, maybe during the meal or or sometime later, if, if this uh, if you see this family and you have a story, you didn't get a chance to say it today uh, this morning. I, I encourage you to talk to them and tell them a story. Uh, you know, my parents, when they died, uh, I, I, at the meal, 
people came by and told me stuff I never even knew about my parents. And uh, so I encourage you to do that. And uh, thanks again for sharing. I was visiting in a home recently, and in large letters above the sink were these words. The best things in life are not things. That could very well have been the motto for Dennis Updahl's life. Though Dennis was not really very passionate about things, he did live a life of love. And I've titled my thoughts today, A Life of Love. You know, first, Dennis loved his family. I mean, the the start was evidently a little bit shaky because Jill was sharing her engagement story. And he said they picked up the engagement rings and drove directly to Grandma Updahl's house. They pulled in the garage, and Dennis said, put it on. Jill asked him, is there something you want to say? He said, what? (laughs) I can just hear him. (laughs) uh, uh, Jill said, ask me something. He he finally caught on and said, oh, do you want to get married? (laughs) But Dennis loved Jill. Dennis loved his family. And uh, Dennis was, uh, you know, he was always there. And uh, not all dads are. And um, whenever you saw him or I saw him, I'm sure he always talked about his family and talked about usually uh, Jill and Jennifer were in musicals or, and Jeremy was fishing or something, and uh, always, he loved his family. Second, Dennis had a great love for music. Dennis and Jill met in the college choir at Waldorf College, and on their wedding day, when Jill's father was walking her down the aisle... Dennis sang, I believe it was, Color My World. Is that right? He sang to Jill, Color My World. He sang in church. He sang for weddings. He sang for funerals. He sang in special events and all kinds of special occasions. At our church, we had a a kind of a request night where if you paid money, you could get someone to sing a song that you liked. And, of course, they didn't sing. They had to pay double. But, But Dennis... He was always requested to sing at those nights. And um, I've even heard that there's an audition required to become an updoll. Dennis loved music. And uh, the family has come up with a a recording of Dennis singing a solo in a college choir. And uh, we'll have that played right now if we could.
the Jordan, where John was baptizing, and saving all the sinners. Seeing him at the seaside, talking with the fishermen, and making them disciples. in Jerusalem, over palm branches, in front and splendor, see him in the garden, praying to his father, in deeper sorrow, let me fall apart, Dennis loved his family, Dennis loved music, but Dennis also had a great love for people. Dennis was a, a people person. I mean, whenever you saw Dennis, and we've already heard about it, there were always hugs and smiles and laughter. Dennis did not love you, you know, just so he could borrow something from you. He really loved you. He cared about you as a person. In fact, I don't even think you had a choice. He loved you anyway. You didn't have any choice in the matter. Um, whenever you saw that orange short box Chevy pickup coming, <laughs> you knew you were in for a real treat. <laughs> Bringing that coffee cup, I don't think he ever washed it, but anyway. <laughs> but, but Dennis had an unconditional love for you. And, uh, you know, Jesus said one day, he said, you know, in the same way I've loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other. And that was certainly a verse that Dennis lived. He loved us, he cared about us deeply, and you knew it. When we moved uh, away from Pearson and, and moved to St. Mary's, one day I saw that orange short box Chevy pickup pull up parking lot. And he had driven up to St. Mary's to check on us and to see if the people in St. Mary's were treating us well. But, uh, you know, he was just that type of a guy. I talked to somebody this past week, and they said for 30 years straight, Dennis had never missed calling them on their birthday. But that's the, way, that's the kind of person he was. That was Dennis's love for us. And it wasn't just for... Adults, you know, he loved kids too, and apparently he volunteered at the school uh, when Jennifer was in the fourth grade, and he helped the kids learn multiplication tables and uh, rewarded them with his favorite uh, candy, which was M&M peanuts. When they got the answers right, they got some M&Ms. And apparently that embarrassed Jennifer a little bit, but the kids loved Dennis, and Dennis loved them. And, of course, uh, it's only fitting that the tables would have M&M peanuts on it today, uh, Dennis's favorite treat. 
But Dennis loved people. The highlight of his day would be having coffee at Fred's golf cart. The highlight of his week would be having breakfast at the breakfast club every Thursday where the guys met. But, you know, Dennis never met a stranger. Uh, Joe was saying that they had a yard sale once, and, and, and Dennis started visiting with some girl that showed up there at the yard sale. And um, Jill said, who's that? Oh, that's so-and-so. And she works at Taco Time, you know. <laughs> yeah, Dennis is a great guy, cared a lot about you. Um, it seems one time that we cut down some cottonwood trees next to the church, and uh, uh, Dennis borrowed Ray Coon's dump truck to haul them away, and uh, he asked me when he got it loaded up, he said, well, where do you take these? And I said, well, I suppose take them up there where the city dumps all the trees and stuff, and... Uh, and so he did. He went up there, and well, the city didn't like that, and they gave me a ticket and, <laughs> and, and sent me to court. Uh, but anyway, when Dennis found out I was going to court, he said, I'm going with you. I, I, you know, I was a little bit nervous about him going, but, uh, <laughs> but he said, no, no, I was a partner in crime with you, and I'm going. And, uh, but he was that kind of a person. Uh, you know, and after his logging career ended uh, due to being diagnosed with MS, he worked on various jobs, all, almost all of them, helping people. But Dennis loved people. And, you know, Dennis also just loved life. Although he was clobbered with devastating obstacles in his life, he continued to love life anyway. He loved driving the logging truck and loved, loved being in the logging industry. One day, Dennis ran off the road, and if there hadn't been a tree down there where he ran off the road that stopped him, uh, we might have been doing the service for him 30 years ago. But Dennis was diagnosed with the MS. It's kind of a devastating time in his life and a lot of people's life, lives. We all prayed that God would, would uh, heal Dennis, but that didn't happen. But with God's help, Dennis made some mid-course adjustments, and he went on with life, smiling and laughing. He continued to enjoy life. He enjoyed life. I guess when he was working at the kitchen in the casino, he liked eating the frozen cookie dough. Can't quite imagine that, but he did, and, he, and evidently, evidently broke his tooth out, front tooth out, uh, eating the frozen cookie dough. And about that same time, uh, his grandson, Keegan, was also missing a front tooth. So they have a picture, you saw it on the slideshow, of him and his grandson uh, with a tooth missing. Went to taco time, apparently about that time, too. Walked in and ordered a refill for his drink, but he wanted an especially long straw. And he stuck it through the tooth <laughs> and walked out. Uh, but he did, that was, just, that was life, you know, and he enjoyed it. Um, he knew, apparently knew all the dogs' names in the neighborhood, and uh, they knew Dennis, and uh, he had treats in his pocket and treats in his truck for the dogs, and uh, they always had this rule in their house, don't feed the dog from the table. Guess where the dogs sat when they ate? <laughs> Next to Dennis, because <laughs> Dennis always fed him. But, you know, Dennis loved life in spite of the obstacles, the, the devastating obstacles. 
And I, would, I think he would say with the Apostle Paul, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Or possibly the verse in Thessalonians where it says, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, you don't give thanks for the circumstances, but you can give thanks in the circumstances. Um, Dennis did that, and he moved on and continued to love life. And you know what? I think we all need a kind of a double portion of Dennis's spirit when we're faced with difficult things in life. Because not everyone handles things like difficulties very well. So Dennis was a wonderful example to us. And Dennis also loved Jesus. Although Dennis had many qualities that uh, Christians should strive to have in their lives, he knew that was not what would get him to heaven. As good as those things are, Dennis realized that you get to heaven because of what Jesus did for you. One day, Dennis learned that Jesus left heaven, came to earth, died on a cross to forgive our sins. He asked forgiveness for his sins, was baptized, and on the authority of God's word, has eternal life. Now in heaven, no more MS, no more cancer, but he didn't get there to heaven because of the good things he did. He got there because of what Jesus did for him. And the Bible, as, as Pastor Bill read, says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. And Dennis knew what Jesus said when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. So that's how Dennis got there. That's how we will get there. Uh, not because of what we do. That don't get us there. But Dennis wants to see us there. See, the Bible says that life's kind of like a fog. Now you see it, soon it's gone. And we choose how we, can, how we are going to live our lives. We choose our own destination, really. Jesus gave his life so we could have a better life on this earth and eternal life in heaven. And it's our choice if we will take advantage of that eternal life that Jesus offers to us at no cost. Jesus loved uh, Dennis, Dennis loved Jesus, and Dennis loved a song also called Beautiful Savior, and we're going to have that played right now.
Shall we pray together? Thanks, Father, for the legacy that Dennis Updahl leaves us. Thanks for the example he was to us. Thanks for the the love that he had for so many people, and only you would know how many people his life has touched down through the years. He was a wonderful husband, a dad who was always there. Thank you for the help he was to so many people on life's road. Thanks for what we've learned from him, and thanks for the memories he leaves. Thanks for his faith in you. Oh, there's going to be dark days ahead for us, but help us to remember that as the light dispels the darkness in the morning, each day light will come and dispel our darkness in our lives if we do not give up. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Dennis said um, also that we need to sing... All, everybody needs to sing. The congregation needs to sing, Onward Christian Soldiers. And so I, I don't know, this may be, this may be audition for Updahl family, okay? If you could stand and join me. It's number 644 in the hymnals in front of you. We're going to sing verses 1, 3, and 5 together, all right? 644.
seated for just a moment, if you would. Uh, Jill and her family really do appreciate all of you being here and your uh, demonstration of love for Dennis and their family. And we're going to enjoy a meal that you're invited to that is going to be in this room off to my right, off to your left. 